Welcome back to Stories at Work. Today's story is from the book The End of Average by L. Todd Rose. Now, the United States Air Force had a rather peculiar problem in the late 1940s. Their pilots struggled to control their planes, which was really mind blowing since this was the age of jet power aviation with planes being even more sophisticated than they had ever been before. Now, a retired airman from that era once remarked, You never knew when you're going up whether you'll come down ending in dirt. At the peak of this mystery, 17 pilots crashed in one day. Now, the point of blame went to pilot error as being the most common reason for crashes. Reasonable as the planes uh, seldom malfunction. This was confirmed by their engineers. Now, think of it in today's terms. It is often not a computer problem or a hardware problem, but rather a person in front of the computer problem. Now, however, the pilots were baffled. The only thing they were completely certain of was their piloting skills were not the cause of the problem. The, se- the serious issue led to multiple inquiries um, you know, over and over and over again, but all ending with no answer until the attention was directed to the cockpit of the planes. Now, the first ever cockpit was designed in 1926. Engineers measured physical dimensions of hundreds of male pilots. The data was then used to standardize the dimension of the cockpit. Now, given this was the early 20th century, female pilots in those days were never a serious consideration, so the average was all male. Now, for the next three decades, the size and the shape of the seat, the distance of the seat to the pedal and the stick, the height of the windshield, now even the shape of flight helmets were built to conform to the average dimension of a 1926 male pilot. Now, engineers wondered if male pilots had increased in size since 1926. And so, in 1950, researchers at the Wright Air Force Base in Ohio started to measure more than 4,000 pilots on no less than 140 dimensions. That included distance from the pilot's eye to the ear, the thumb length, the size and height of their crotch, and then calculated the average for each dimension. Now, everyone believed this improved calculation of the average pilot would lead to better fitting cockpits and reduce the number of crashes. Or almost everyone, except Lieutenant Gilbert as Daniel, the newly hired 23-year-old scientist straight out of college to the Wright Air Force Base. He was skeptical. His job was to measure the pilot's limbs and all those distances with a tape measure. Daniels, a Harvard graduate, had majored in physical anthropology, a field that specializes in the anatomy of humans. Daniel had done a study on the shape of human hands during his undergraduate thesis, and he had discovered that even for students with the same ethnic and sociocultural backgrounds, their hands were not similar at all. Daniel explained in a later interview, when I left Harvard, it was clear to me that if you wanted to design something for an individual human being, then the average was completely useless. So when Daniel was signed to measure these pilots, he kept asking himself, how many pilots really are average? And he decided to find out. Now, using data from 4,603 measured pilots, he calculated the average of 
10 physical dimension that he believed to be most relevant for design. Daniel then calculated the dimensions of the average pilot, which he defined as someone whose measurement was within the middle 30% of the range of values for each dimension. For example, the data showed that the average height of a pilot was 5 foot 9. Now, Daniel then defined the height of the average pilot from being anything between 5 foot 7 to 5 11. Now, from here, Daniel compared each pilot to the average pilot to determine what percentage of pilots would fall within the range on all 10 dimensions. Now, the consensus was that the vast majority would fall within the range, right? The outcome? Zero. Out of 4,603 pilots, not a single airman fit with the average range on all 10 dimensions. In fact, the average pilot did not exist. Even more interesting, if you picked only three dimensions, any three, then less than three and a half percentage of pilots would be fitting that average size in all those three dimensions. So the conclusion was that if a cockpit was designed to fit the average pilot, it was designed to fit no one. In 1952, in a technical note entitled The Average Man? Daniel made the radical recommendation that the environment needs to fit the individual rather than the average. The Air Force listened. And as Daniel explained, once we showed them that the average pilot was a useless concept, they were able to focus on fitting the cockpit to the individual pilot. That is when things started getting better. The Air Force centered on a new guiding principle, individual fit. Now, rather than fitting the individual to the system, the military began fitting the system to the individual. Cockpits were remodeled to fit pilots whose measurements fell within 5 to 95% of each dimension. There is no thing as an average person. Aeronautical engineers quickly came up with solutions. One of them included adjustable seats, now standard in all the automobiles that you and I drive. Now, once these and other design solutions were put in place, pilot's performance soared, and the US Air Force became one of the most dominant air forces on the planet with a great safety record. What a beautiful story. Now, the key business point of this story is that of designing products and solutions for the average customer or the average consumer does not exist. The question we need to ask is if Daniel couldn't find one average airman out of 4,603 pilots then and, and also couldn't classify more than 3.5% as average when three of those 10 dimensions were considered, how can we possibly have a standard solution for each consumer or each client? How can you design products and services for the average person? Now take Wealth management, for example. Many firms offer a standard plan for clients. Now, each person has a unique situation they are currently in. That includes a unique background, a unique attitude towards money and finance, saving and spending. There is no such thing as an average person. We need to treat each client as a unique individual, which they are. No one-size-fits-all would work. Clients deserve a state-of-the-art fighter jet service with an adjustable cockpit to suit their unique composition. I hope you enjoyed that story. Here's a quick reminder that on our website, www.storyworks.in, 
we already have over a hundred stories and we are adding one every week and we'll do the same next year. The collection is searchable for the business point that you're looking to make. So if you search with a keyword or phrase, you may just find what you're looking for. Now, there are two, two collections uh, on our website, the Story Bank series and the Leader Speak series. Now, the Story Bank series already has over 60 stories, just like the one you heard. Real incidences from authentic cross-checked sources that you can use to drive home a business point. The other is called Leader Speak. In that collection, we have videos where leaders have shared stories that have created opinions they have. If you're sharing the same opinion with your team or driving home a similar message, you could use that story. 